Barbecue's our passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Kim Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Hi, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And we're coming to you from all the way down South Texas, almost to Mexico. Yeah, we're on our way back to Houston right now. Have no idea what town we're in or if we're even in a town at the moment. There's a lot of open land still out here in this part of Texas. But we're we're on our way back from a pretty good trip. We had uh, had some really, really good barbecue. Um, some barbecue that was that we already had high expectations for and it was even better than we expected it to be, which is pretty tough these days. I mean there's so much great barbecue, it's it's hard when you eat this much to still be wowed and surprised. And I, I would definitely say that we had one of those experiences this weekend. Yeah, I think you did the, the number um We've had 214 uh, barbecue meals so far this year. Yeah, and this was one of the best bites of brisket I've had this year, if not the best. It's right up there with anything that, that I've eaten this year. It was just really good, but we'll get into that in a little bit. Let's let's talk a little bit about where, where we've been on this trip and kind of the changes we've seen in the South Texas Rio Grande Valley area. Um, if, if you guys are listening from way back in the early episodes, you might remember that uh, we did the whole Texas Barbecue Passport when the Texas Monthly List came out in 2017. Um, and then part of that was going down to South Texas and Rio Grande Valley and, and trying the places down there that had made the list. And we had a really good time that first trip. Um, did it in one day, which I don't recommend doing. And we didn't do that this time. Um, but we, we had some really good barbecue um, on that trip and some really fun experiences. And it's just grown in the two years since. I mean, you know, as we've seen Texas barbecue grow, and, and everybody is fully aware of, of the popularity of Central Texas style and Texas barbecue as a whole, we've seen that grow so much, and you keep thinking, like, maybe it's saturated, maybe there's just too much going on, and uh, it's not. I mean, where Houston had blown up and now Fort Worth is blowing up, we're starting to see some of the smaller cities, you know, like, like Brett in Rockdale and like Tom Micklewaite in Smithville, you know, a lot of these smaller towns are now starting to become pockets of barbecue, and it's not just one barbecue joint anymore at some of these places. There's multiple. Yeah, and I mean, and sometimes even we need to be reminded of just how huge this state is. You know, so, I, we don't need to be reminded of that. <laughs> but I mean, just just thinking about it, there really wasn't a ton of barbecue, modern style especially, down this way, even as recently as a couple of years ago. Um, Vera's, which is down in Brownsville, which we've talked about a lot on the show in the past, which it, it's such a fun experience. Um, if you're not familiar with it, they're the last legal barbecue joint that's able to cook barbacoa in tr- the traditional South Texas Mexican way, which is uh, whole cow heads in a pit dug in the ground um, over hot coals, and they then cover that pit up and let it cook their I mean, it's very unadulterated, un, you know, not even seasoned for the most part. And it's just, it's really good. And it's a tradition that, again, ends with, with Vera's. There's, they're the last one left. And so places like that are still fun to go to. And we really enjoyed going there in 2017. And so we definitely had to make it part of our trip this weekend. Yeah, very simple barbecue, you know, it, it, and definitely not Central Texas style. Um, you know, it's one of the things about Vera's. Don't go there expecting to get, you know, brisket seasoned with salt and pepper and smoked with uh, oak of any kind of type. That, that's not what you're going to get when you go there. 
uh, you know, obviously their specialty is barbacoa, and you can get uh, whichever parts of the cow head you want. Um, we prefer to get the mix just because it's uh, a little less obvious to us which part is which, but I uh, <laughs> really like it, really simple. I mean, we, the, I, I think they were $1.25 last time, but 18 tortillas for $1.25. Yeah, and, and fresh a, made. And a dollar for fresh made, or for four ounces of fresh made salsa. I mean, it was. We spent. We got over a pound of meat, a package of tortillas, two different salsas, with tax and tip. We were out of there for twenty dollars, and that was more than enough food for two people. We ended up with leftovers on that, and it's just. It, it's such a nice tradition and such a great family that's been running it from day one, and it's just. It's really great to still be able to get that experience, and I'm glad that it's still there. But yes, there there was a lot, a lot of old school barbecue in South Texas. Um, and, and it's starting. We're starting to see a change as barbecue, the popularity keeps growing, and you've got people that are picking up those modern styles that live down there, and even people that have moved down there that are bringing those modern styles. Yeah, people that um, you know have have cooked Central Texas style barbecue at some famous places, and then bringing that craft down there. So it's it's great to see all across Texas, every corner of Texas, literally uh, all the way out to El Paso, all the way north, all the way south. Um, little bit east um, just everywhere you go even into Louisiana we're seeing um, you know like like with Bad Wolf Barbecue um, Paul's Rib Shack it's just it's really spreading it's amazing yeah uh, just on our 2017 trip down there we did Vera's we did Smoking Oak and Mercedes um, Rio Grande Grill and Harlingen which is now closed unfortunately uh, and then Smolix in Mathis Texas on the way back towards Houston um, so those are the joints that we hit on the first trip. Those were all the top 50 joints on the most recent list. And then on this trip, we had some specific places in mind. We knew that we had, were long overdue to go. Uh, the first stop on our trip was Butters Barbecue in Mathis. Butters. 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 Uh, Butters opened literally a week after we took our trip in 2017. Um, and they've gotten some recent accolades. They were Texas Monthly Top 25 new uh, barbecue restaurant. Uh, we knew it was. We knew it would be good. Just, I mean, we've heard from people, and on top of that, you can look on Instagram at this point, and for the most part, you can tell. You can definitely tell when there's bad barbecue, and for the most part, you can tell if it's good barbecue. You may not know how good, but you can tell the difference between good and bad barbecue if you've seen enough of both types. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, it, it's not as risky as some places that we go. So we we had a pretty good idea of what we were going to get um, quality wise. But you're still never 100% sure. Right. And, you know, there's there are ways definitely to make your barbecue look better than it really is and some camera tricks that you can do <laughs> and other things. But um, to put it bluntly, I, I mean, I, I was blown away. Just blown away. Yeah, it was just a really great experience. Uh, we got to spend some time with Andrew Soto, the owner of Pitmaster. Um, it's a family-run operation. His whole family is in there helping from his brother to his girlfriend to his mother. And it's just a really, really neat atmosphere, really neat place, and just stellar barbecue. We were really impressed. And, and you're going to hear an interview uh, with Andrew Soto coming up that will go more into depth on his history and, and what they're doing out there. But it, we were so blown away by how good it was, how creative he is on a couple of things as well, and just the brisket. I, I don't even know what to say about the brisket at this point. I do. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna use Daniel Vaughn's word because it was incredibly fitting. Uh, Daniel Vaughn wrote a review and used a particular word to describe the brisket, and 
I, I mean, I agree 100%. Yes. Franklin esque. Franklin esque. That's a dangerous word to it, say. It, it is. That That's the loftiest of praises. It doesn't get better than, than Franklin brisket. And and not to say this is the as good as Franklin brisket, this, that, and the other. Obviously, there's a lot of different factors go into that decision. But this was as close to a Franklin brisket flavor and tenderness and smoke and everything else as I've had uh, outside of, obviously, going to Franklin. Uh, it was that darn good. Daniel absolutely hit the nail on the head with that description. I mean, that's, again, that's lofty praise, and Daniel knows when he's giving lofty praise, but it was completely fitting, and when we took that first bite, we were like, yeah, he's absolutely right, and we were so blown away by it, and so almost in disbelief, like, how could it possibly be this good? So few cook bar brisket this good that we came back the next day on our way back up. Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes you're given a preferential slice, a preferential brisket. I mean, it, and, and you know, it's just how it is these days. Even even for clowns like us that, that really aren't anybody, it's still when we talk to people and they see us, it, there's a chance that you're going to get something that might not be what they serve every day. So just to make sure we came back a day later unannounced and ordered unannounced. Um, obviously, by the time we got up to the front of the line, he saw us no no way around that but um it was just as good the second day as the first yeah no it absolutely was it was some of the best brisket i've had this year and i again just just blown away hats off to them the accolades are deserved and it makes me want to go back down there again and definitely not take as long to do it as we took on you know between the last two trips and if you're trying to figure out where mathis is um obviously you have google and the world at your fingertips um it's about 35 miles um north-ish of 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 Corpus Christi. Yeah, northish, westish. But yeah, if, if you're if you're taking a weekend trip to Corpus Christi, it's very doable from there. Um, in fact, our, our buddy Abe Delgado did exactly that. Uh, I believe he was spending some time in Corpus and and took the took the quick trip over to to Butters, and it was a wise decision. Yeah, that that place is great. Get down there. Um, from there, we headed further down south, um, and a place that we've been waiting to open for quite a while now, and been looking forward to for quite a while, and that is. Teddy's Barbecue in West Laco, Texas, in the Rio Grande Valley. It's a bit of our fault because Joel had worked at other places and we hadn't gotten down there in time. Um, but it was kind of fortuitous because he's opened up his own place now called Teddy's Barbecue. Yes, um, we we knew this was in the works, but yes, he. If you're not familiar with Joel Garcia, he's worked at some really really good places. Um, worked at Freedman's with Evan Leroy and Chris McGee and that crew. Um, worked at. Uh, Terry Black's for for a while as well, and then went down, moved down to the valley to uh, be closer to some fa to family. He and his wife and his son moved, moved to be closer to their parents and the son's grandparents. And uh, he took over the operations of a new place that was opening down in McAllen called Smoke and Moon Barbecue. And uh, in a very short period of time, they got a lot of acclaim, and they were also named a top twenty-five best new barbecue restaurant uh, by Texas Monthly with you know with Joel as the head pitmaster there. Um, so yeah, he spent I think about a year or so there, or a little under a year maybe, um, and was ready to open Teddy's Barbecue with his brother Jesse. Jesse with a, a culinary background, so it's that that interesting marriage that you always see of a, a pitmaster and a chef, or a pitmaster chef, either one getting together and and cranking out the goods. Yeah, and they uh, they're putting out some good barbecue. You know, we got down there. A little later than we first anticipated, and so we unfortunately we missed out on a really great sounding dessert. They had a uh, banana pudding cake, 
which sounded fantastic. Joel's sister uh, has a bake, baking business on the side, and she bakes cakes for the restaurant. Sounded great, but missed out on that. But that's you know, from a calendar standpoint, it's probably for the best. <laughs> but you know, we had we still got a you know good spread of barbecue. We got to try the brisket ribs and the chili piquin sausage that they're doing, which we we really enjoyed. It was really a, a unique sausage and interesting sausage. Yeah, I mean, we we are obviously uh, sausage heads, and uh, it, it was it was good because it was very close to what we like as a traditional type of sausage, but it had that little twang to it from that that chili. Yeah, and, and I really have to commend them because I know they just started making that sausage this week. It was really well executed, and a lot of times, even people that are you know seasoned sausage makers, there's some tweaking to get you know the grind right and the bind right and the casing and everything and the flavors. It was a really well-made sausage from start to finish. The casing was good. The, the buying, the grind, the seasoning. It was a really tasty sausage. Really enjoyed it. Um, Te- you know, Teddy's Barbecue is really a good spot. I think he's going to be doing some big things down there. It's just, just another great addition to, to the Rio Grande Valley. Brisket, ribs, the, kind of the traditional Central Texas style ribs, but with a little little bit of a Mexican seasoning influence on it. So that's what we also like is yep. take a little bit of that Rio, Valley, Rio Grande Valley seasoning and the traditional Central Texas, and not not go so far that it's called Tex-Mex barbecue, but it has that that just that hint of it in there, which is yeah. great. No, it was it, it was a really good experience. Um, like again, enjoyed getting to sit down and talk with them and, and record an episode with them. Uh, just ha- really happy for Joel. I know this has been a long time goal for him, and and he's been working really hard to meet it. And so to see it get open is is fun to see, and hopefully uh, continued success for them. We, we won't take this long to get back, we hope. so. No. It's, I, yeah. It is very hard to get down there. Yeah. Um, but, you know. It, but, but there's even more reasons to get down there than there used to be from a barbecue standpoint. Right. So, And uh, from there, we, we, we took a little detour. Uh, we, we took a break from barbecue, and uh, we went to see a space shuttle. Yeah, I mean, uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX have a, um, a facility right down literally at the very tip of Texas. Uh like inches from the border to Mexico down there as well. Uh, so we went and took a peek at the, the Starship. This is the uh, the prototype for the rocket that they're going to uh, apparently get all the way to Mars and beyond on. Pretty, pretty neat building. Yeah, or it could be to infinity and beyond. Infinity and beyond. I yeah, like that. Could yeah, be, could be. Um, and I, and I, have to, I have to whip this out. So. Um, do you? Yes, I do. The car I bought, uh, not, I guess it was last, two years ago, last year. One of the those, cars. Yes, one of the cars. Um, but I bought it from an astronaut, five-time space shuttle um, astronaut that was uh, at one point the uh, lead for astronaut safety at SpaceX. Um, not that I have a connection to SpaceX by any any and all means, but um, it's just it's very cool to see uh, see this project and see what these guys are doing. I mean, it's it it's it looks more like science fiction. It looks more like a movie set than an actual rocket that just from historical looks of, of rockets. Yeah, it was it was really cool to see. I'm glad we got to see it. It's been it, just coincidence. We had already planned the trip, but you know it, they had done their first little test of the rocket uh, of the shuttle. I guess about a week or so ago, and so it was all over the news. And so it kind of put it put it fresh in our minds. We're like, oh well, shoot, we're going to Brownsville anyway. We'd be stupid to not you know drive over there and see it. We'd be stupid either way. Oh, we're stupid either way. But yes, but yeah, we got to see it. It was cool. Um, and from there, we went to another barbecue joint. We ended up uh, 1848, uh, open until 8 p.m., and so we swung by um, about 30 minutes before close. Just happened to get in, eek in there, eek in and eek out right before they closed. Yeah, we got um, brisket, baby back ribs, 
uh, corn, they call it pudding, but we'll get into that in a second, uh, and potato salad. The, the, the corn pudding, when we think of corn pudding, the corn pudding that we associate is the truth style switch style of corn pudding, which is more of a, it's less of a solid thing. It's definitely not a muffin. Like a casserole. Yeah, kind of like casserole. It. And this was more like a corn muffin um, that was a like, very moist on the inside. So the, the name is what it is. We were kind of confused by it, but, uh, but that's what they were serving. Yep. So uh, then we uh, went back, watched the Astros squeak out a win. Yeah, we, we went. This is this is the exciting life that we lead, folks. <laughs> Here's a little peek behind the curtain. We went back, polished off a six pack of beer in a hotel room, and a couple of shots. And of a couple of shots of Blanton's watching the Astros win. Yay! So, yay! So yes, that was that was exciting. And then again, got got to get up in the morning, uh, have beers for breakfast, which is the best time to be eaten, like that traditional barbacoa with the with their corn tortillas and. It, just, I, I love sitting there and watching the crowd come and go, too. Yeah. Um, it, it was an interesting thing at Butters because he sits right at an intersection watching the traffic. But I like watching the, the clientele come and go. And you really kind of feel the, the atmosphere. And, yeah, you get a sense of the town and the community. Yeah. It's it's fun for us to be kind of a fly on the wall for things like that. So, yeah, we got to, again, enjoy a really good meal at, at Vera's. And... Uh, from there, we took off and headed back up to uh, to Houston. Had our second stop at Butters, and it was a really good trip. It, again, we'd been wanting to get down here for a really long time, and we still. I mean, there are places that we didn't get to. Smoking Oak, we didn't get to go to, which we've been to before. Yes. Um, Smoking Moon, we also did not get to go to. Right, and they just announced yesterday they're opening their second location, I believe, also in McAllen. Um, so, even more barbecue growing in the Rio Grande Valley. And it's just. Who knows? I mean, if, if it takes us another two years to get back down there, who knows what it's going to be like. Hopefully it doesn't take us that long, um, especially especially for Butters because it's a little bit closer. I mean, it's still a three-and-a-half-hour drive from Houston, but uh, but a little closer than a six-hour drive to, to Brownsville. But, you can spend the night in Corpus, though. So. Yeah. But, yes, it, we can't recommend these places enough. Teddy's is a really great experience. It's difficult for us because, and everybody, I'm sure, because the the increase in truly quality barbecue joints all across texas actually makes it a little bit harder to make these road trips because you don't have to leave town to have quality barbecue right and that's one of the things i like about them doing some unique things and and one of the things that we really enjoyed at butters was the fajita baby back ribs that he's doing that i've never seen anywhere else now you'll probably see five different people cooking them in the next month or so but for now he was the only one i've seen doing it um, and these are just. And they weren't glazed. No, no, they're, not a glaze. they were an unglazed baby back rib with a little like, similar seasoning profile that you'd have on a fajita, and then cooked with bell peppers and onions to give you more of that you know like fajita cooked in a skillet sort of flavor. And they, you know they put the the onions and the bell peppers right on top of the ribs when they served them. It was just it was really good, really unique. Enjoyed it so you know enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, it's um and and every place we visit is kind of like that. You know, they're like I said to put a little twist on it. You get, or like Vera's, you get the atmosphere and the culture. So, you know, definitely get out and travel. Um, you know, and we've talked about things like, uh, um, you know, Micklewaite and Smithville, obviously Truth and Brenham, uh, Brett's and Rockdale. There's all these small towns, Waco's picking up. Um, you know, even though you may have great barbecue in your hometown, you know, get out and support barbecue across the state. Yeah, and, and these small towns, a lot of them have different things. They'll have a different little festival going on on certain weekends or, you know, shops and different things that you can enjoy within and around the town. 
Yeah, I know Branham has like the big blue bonnet you festival every year. You don't have to have a barbecue trip where you eat six times in one well, day. Well, you do, but you have to. If you have other people in your party that don't want to do that, you have to make them happy too. So yeah, it got us to thinking, you know, on the way back here, just because of all the growth and all the expansion and just all the quality of barbecue all over the map these days. The the 2021 Texas monthly list and people can love or hate lists as much as they want. I really don't care. I find lists entertaining. I don't always agree with them. I well, pretty much nobody, never agree. Yeah, nobody you, should agree. Right. I'm, and if you if you agree with everything that any barbecue person puts out, I don't care what list it is, if you agree 100% with that list, unless you wrote it, then you're probably not a Texan. <laughs> I mean... Probably not a human. About, like, yeah, arguing about barbecue is a fundamental right, and you should argue <laughs> about barbecue. Right. And so, yeah... We don't agree with every single thing on every list, nor would everyone, does everyone agree with our opinions on barbecue either. But I think they're fun. I think they're entertaining. And I, I think from a standpoint of it gives people at least a blueprint of where they can go. That doesn't mean you only go to these places that made this list, but it gives you a jumping off point. And, and for good lists, the one, people that actually eat and try and work through these lists, the, the best thing about a list for me is not just that it's not even really that it tells you which place to go but it tells you what items to order and that was the big thing we talked about when we did the 2017 list is it was very clear about what you should order at each place yeah yeah they're they're very clear on that and they try to give you those pointers of you know this is what you Nothing should or shouldn't order not veras but i've never had the brisket at veras and i don't ever plan on it Right, it's it's just it's not their specialty, and and there are certain places where brisket is their specialty, or it could be sausage, or it could be a unique item, whatever it may be. But just kind of, and we try to give you as much of that information as we can as well, of just letting you know, you know, what what we really enjoyed at a place, and that's not to mean the other things that we didn't mention aren't good, but these are the things that really stood out to us. And yes, these lists are very helpful for that, and just the experience of going to these places and going to these different towns and the travel. Uh, if you're if you like road tripping and road travel, some of these little towns and the trips to and from these towns are really fun, and you can see a lot the of cool things. You can man. see the gingerbread man. You can see a space shuttle. You can see all sorts of things. The, the cannon, the Gonzalez cannon. Yeah, the cannon Gonzalez. But yes, the, it, it got us thinking about the 2021 list and how just how complex it's going to be to try to put. 50 places on a if, list if it's limited to 50 and if there's no side lists you know we've been kind of postulating all kinds of ways there's there's absolutely more than 50 places that would have made the 2017 list uh, now i mean probably 75 ish i mean if you just say the 25 new plus the last 50 give or take a few that have closed just that alone is 75 right then they're not all going to make it if it's 50 50 on the list right and, and- just for the record, I don't want it to go above 50. I want it to stay at 50, personally, just because I think it's kind of cool that it's that it's something to aspire to and strive to do. And and there are some places that will say, I don't give two you-know-whats about making a list. And there are some places that say that's an actual, tangible goal that I have, too. And my counter-argument to his argument for 50 is that if you, it's how you judge it. So, like, an example is Lockhart Restaurants. Vera's is a good example. I, I have a hard time... If I'm just saying the top 50 based on whatever my quality ratio is, and there's so many good ones, it's going to knock some of those off that I think deserve a place on a list. So, you know, again, we, we continue to argue this, but it's okay. I mean, it's almost like you need a second list that's kind of like experiential barbecue joints, but you, you can still fit that in a 50 if you just, what it means at the end of the day 
is that there's going to be genuine quality restaurants that don't make the list. So don't limit yourself to only those. Of 50. course, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that was the case in 2017. It'll be the case again in 2021. There's so much great barbecue. Even if you cut it off at 75, that doesn't mean 76 wasn't really dang good too. You know, so cut it off where you want to cut it off. Keep it at 50. Take it to a thousand. Whatever. Let's put a Dickies on there. But <laughs> take it to 11. But yeah, it's it's going to be really difficult to decide on some of these because there's just been so much and. There's still and time the for more. Is a lot of these folks are, are honest, hardworking folks. And so even we struggle with this sometimes. Like, like how do you discuss a restaurant that, you know, personally you don't feel like the barbecue is up to equals of others, but it's it's a great person and a great individual. And that's, that's really something that we struggle with a lot. Yeah. And, and if you've listened to the show for any length of time, you know that that, that isn't what this show does. We don't, we don't tear restaurants down, you know, it, if it's a place that we and we've eaten a lot of barbecue we've eaten a lot of bad barbecue we just don't choose to publicly trash any place just because the me, the one meal we had one day in there wasn't good that doesn't mean they've never sometimes ne- multiple meals it's, so, yeah, yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's been multiple stops and we've had bad meals multiple times too um, but that's again that's not to say that we're you know our opinion is gospel and, any, you know, and everyone has to be listening to what we say you know we have opinions just like everybody else and we try to we try to come things come at things from a informed and honest space to where we're not giving people lip service but and if you ask us privately in an off-the-record discussion we'll you know we'll we'll give you a bribe very us some blends and bribe us now we'll, we'll, we'll give you a really honest straightforward opinion on and we have just example had a friend of ours text us yesterday saying they were in this area should we go to this place and i told them no you shouldn't because we've had bad experiences there. But these three or four places that we have had good experiences at go there. The last thing we want to do is is some you know recommend a meal that someone's not going to enjoy because we didn't enjoy it. So we can only speak speak on our experiences, and that's what we try to do as best we can. And and when we eat, you know, just I'm sure one of those things we said a million times that we do like to reinforce. I mean, we try to eat as incognito as possible to try to understand what the experience is like for everybody else Um, if we called ahead if we said hey we're coming from out of town we're going to come eat at your restaurant on this day on this time and and we're going to put pictures of it or we're going to put it on our blog or we're going to put it on our podcast then there's a very good chance that that experience it may not be night and day different but it's going to be not the same thing as if if someone just walked in and ordered something and so we try everywhere we go to the best ability that we can to, to order as incognito as possible. And that, that helps us try to give you an additionally unbiased opinion. Yeah, I mean, we, we really do our best to try to try to make those scenarios realities. doesn't always work. You know, if someone seen our stupid face somewhere, then, you know, they might recognize us, whatever. But, again, just doing the best that we can to try to give you our honest opinions. And that's hopefully what the Text Monthly List is going to be in 2021 is – that collective of people that put together the research it's their honest opinions on what they ate and their experience may be different from yours and that's okay uh, it's it's great if I, I don't want everyone to have a bad experience so just because i had a bad experience at some place if five other people went and was great well guess what i went on the wrong day not you five um, and, and, and it happens and, and another thing that happens a lot is sometimes restaurants change their meat sources their pit masters leave their pits I mean, change their pits change there's there's some dramatic differences that get made over time i mean we know people that have gone 
you know, from upper two-thirds choice, Wagyu, back to two-thirds choice, to prime, back to, I mean, they keep switching, and that's a different product each time. Pitmasters leave, techniques change. Um, we know a very famous place where they hired in a new pitmaster from another famous place and changed significantly how they cook one of their products. Yeah. Um, and so that, just because you had even had a bad experience three months ago doesn't mean that it's cooked the exact same way today. So that you have to kind of factor all of that in, and there's, it's hard to tell. Yeah, no, it absolutely is. But, again, we're looking forward to the next list. It's going to be fun to see who made it, who didn't, what's great, this, that, the other. I mean, look at this. It's two years out, and we're already arguing about the uh, list. Yeah, yeah, we're talking about a list that literally doesn't exist yet. <laughs> so, and restaurants will be on there that aren't even open today. Right, exactly. It's going to be fun to see how that list unfolds. Looking forward to it. I mean, just looking forward to seeing Barbecue grow over this next year and a half, two years before the next list comes out. Um, but that's about all we got for today. We'll uh, we'll wrap this one up again. Once we got some more road trips we're planning. Uh, yep. You know, we love doing these road trips like this. If you've got a road trip you're planning, let us know. If you've got some questions about a road trip you're planning, um, if you want to put together a road trip, either with us or without us, um, Andrew's the the itinerary agenda master he can schedule it down within minutes he's really good at that uh, currently still doing it for free so <laughs> uh, he hasn't been fired from his job yet so, uh, that, that's right yeah until i'm until i'm unemployed then then i'll be charging a very inflated rate um but yes you can reach out to us tales from the pits at instagram um email us tales from the pits at gmail.com our twitter is at bbq podcast so you can reach us any of those fun ways and we'll uh, we'll get back to you as soon as we're able to um that's about all we got for today keep going out there eating barbecue get down to south texas and rio grande valley when you can because there's some fun stuff going on down there and we will talk with you next time support great barbecue